Hi, besties. It's your favorite fitness mommy, Liz King, back with another episode here at Made For Me Fitness. How have you all been? I hope you are doing well, and I'm really excited for today's episode. If you haven't left a five-star review for this podcast, please go do so, so that we can get this show on the road, and I can pump out more podcasts for all of you, because I love our little podcast sessions, and they're so much fun. And today, we have a really special episode. It's special for me. And I am just going to get right into it because we are going to be talking about building muscle. And I'm actually convinced that many of you are just going to skip over this one and think, I don't care about building muscle. I don't want to be jacked. What does this have to do with me? I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Well, I hope that all of you give this episode a chance because building muscle is quite literally the secret. It's the secret sauce to getting to any of your fitness goals, but it's the most demonized fitness process for women for whatever reason. And I am a victim. I want a refund on the 10 years of my life that I spent terrified of building muscle. I want to see that commercial pop up saying, if you or someone you know have been affected by the early 2000s diet culture and body beauty standards, call 1-800-GET-JACKED-NOW and receive compensation for wasting your time. That's what I want. I want a refund. <laughs> but <laughs> we're here now and that's probably not going to happen. And luckily things have evolved now. And the younger generation has things like TikTok and Instagram and real women and people and trainers like me that are upfront and realistic and not just trying to teach you rubbish and sell you dumb stuff. <laughs> Back in the day, we had Tumblr and Victoria's Secret fashion shows, that heroin chic era, the low-rise skinny jeans, and not the cute ones that they have nowadays that actually fit people. There was a significant amount of muscle shaming, and the goal for women was always to be as skinny and as feminine as possible. For whatever reason, being skinny and being feminine went hand in hand at some point in time, which doesn't make sense because if you see any Greek goddess ever, that bitch got curves. She's got that voluptuous badum badum. She's like rocking it. She looks good. She looks healthy, like all of that. So I don't know where the fuck it turned around, but it did. So we are working out of that. We're kind of at the tail end of muscle shaming and trying to get more women to embrace being strong and actually building muscle because muscle building is really, really important. So even if you don't do it or if you have no visual goal or any care in the world as to how building muscle will change your body, do it for strength. You still got to build muscle. I am very serious about this and I'm very enthusiastic about convincing women that they need to build muscle and you can do it through so many different ways. So building muscle isn't totally related to just weightlifting. Some people just really fucking hate weightlifting and that's cool too. Pilates is strength training, yoga is strength training and having some form of strength training with progressive overload and everything that we're gonna talk about is gonna be extremely beneficial, not only for your body and getting results, but just for the longevity of like quality of life that you're gonna have. Still, to this day, so many people are obsessed with losing weight when their goal should actually be to gain muscle because weight loss is not always a helpful goal to have. I mean, I get it. If you're trying to lose over 20, 30, 60 pounds, yes, 
that is a valid goal and that is a result that you will receive over being consistent, being a calorie deficit. However, what you're really trying to lose is fat. Weight loss and fat loss are two different things. They do fuck with each other, right? They're kind of in a situationship. However, they are not exclusive. Weight loss is just the number on the scale. Fat loss is what you're really trying to lose. You're trying even if your goal is weight loss, right? Because you're not trying to lose muscle or fluids or organs or spleen. Easiest way to lose weight is to just cut off your leg. Then you'll be plenty of pounds lighter, but you won't have a leg. So what are we really trying to achieve here? You're trying to lose fat. And the best thing that you can do for your body in order to lose fat is to build muscle. It makes your life so much easier. But because muscle weighs more than fat per square inch, the weight on the scale isn't necessarily going to change, which is why we have so many people thinking that they're not making progress because the scale isn't moving, but they're actually building all of this valuable strength and muscle and losing fat, but they just don't, they're not seeing it, right? Because it's not measurable. It's not an easy thing to measure, just like stepping on a scale is. Now, if you're listening to this because you are smaller, more petite, and trying to build up muscle strength, like if you're just genetically kind of skinny, like maybe weak, whatever, like, and you want to build up muscle, maybe you want to get your glutes popping, some shoulder and ab definition, or whatever you want. If you're trying to build muscle, you need to build a fuck ton of muscle. <laughs> I will admit that one of my biggest regrets in my own fitness journey was severely underestimating the amount of muscle that I would have to build just to look medium toned. Now, everyone is different and does genetically build muscle different. I'm not ignoring that. We build muscle at different rates, but odds are if you are a woman and you don't already play a sport or have some sort of active job that requires your body to maintain muscle, you're not gonna build too much, especially in the beginning. It's going to be a hard process to build that up. And I've said this before, worst case scenario, if you do actually bulk up by accident and you are unhappy with that, if you build too much muscle and you are unhappy, you are uncomfortable with the way that that looks or feels for whatever reason, just stop lifting for a month or two or just dial it back to two or three days a week of lifting until uh, instead of five. The muscle will slowly fade away once your body realizes that it doesn't have to maintain it or keep it. The cure for getting rid of muscle is to just chill, like book a vacation. And I know that there is a myth that I wanna address that if you stop working out that your muscle will turn into fat or you'll gain back fat you lost or something like that. Well, whoever told you that, straight to jail. They need to be imprisoned because it don't work like that. The reason why people may gain fat if they stop lifting is because they didn't adjust their nutrition from their extremely active lifestyle to their new potentially inactive lifestyle, right? If you move more, lift more, your body requires more calories, more energy. If you're not doing anything with your body, it requires less calories, less energy to function. So as long as you adjust your nutrition accordingly, you are going to be a-okay, besties. So if your goal is to lose fat, get lean, get toned, get jacked, become a certified muscle mommy, build a bigger booty, get abs, whatever that is, you need to build muscle. 
all of those goals either benefit from or absolutely require you to build muscle. So we are not afraid to build muscle, right? Technically, we're all going to be muscle mommies after this from now on in some way, shape or form. I don't care if it's a Pilates muscle mommy or a yoga muscle mommy or whatever. We're going to be muscle mommies. We need to adopt the muscle mommy mindset because it's going to change your life. And I'm going to go through exactly what it takes to build muscle for all of those goals. To make this clear, regardless of which goal you have, you are going to follow a similar muscle building formula. However, different types of weight training and strength training will differ in your results when it comes to body recomposition, which means if you are lifting weights, the types of exercises you do matter according to your goal. The amount of sets and repetitions you do matter according to your goal. The frequency of how many times you do the same exercises and reps and amount of times per week matters according to your goal. For example, if you ended this episode right now and said, well, Liz, I have to go build muscle, so I'm going to start powerlifting. I'm going to get a lean-toned body from powerlifting. Well, unless you're already lean and kind of toned genetically, powerlifting is not going to slim you down, girl. Powerlifting is weight training with only one goal, and that goal is to produce enough force in your body to lift something insanely heavy once. That's the only goal. It has nothing to do with what you look like. You do not get into powerlifting because you are trying to look a certain way. You're just trying to be as strong as motherfucking possible. It is not the style of training that you get into because you're trying to slim down, right? But lifting heavier while following the formula for hypertrophy will give you more control over that body composition depending on what muscles you want to build up because you're not only training for strength, you are trying to build up muscle size in certain areas. So the most important thing that you need to build muscle is progressive overload and proper nutrition. I already made an episode about progressive overload, so if you want more information on that, I'm going to plug that episode. The name is What the Fuck is Progressive Overload? But to recap, progressive overload means challenging your muscles and body by gradually increasing the stress placed on them. For example, increasing the amount of repetitions you're doing, sets, or weight that you're using. Everything that I'm going to say resides within our blanket topic of progressive overload. When we lift for strength, we need progressive overload. When we lift for hypertrophy, we need progressive overload. When you do Pilates, you need progressive overload. When you do yoga, you need progressive overload in order to make progress, build up muscle, and see the results. There are no exceptions, and there's no way around that. Also, hypertrophy, if you don't know what hypertrophy is, it is an increase in growth of muscle cells. Hypertrophy refers to an increase in muscular size achieved through exercise. When you work out, if you want to tone up or improve muscle definition, lifting weights is the most common way to increase hypertrophy. So if your goal is to get toned, lean, have visible muscle definition, body recomposition, you need to be training for hypertrophy. Now where it gets a little bit more complicated is when you're choosing which exercises to do and how many times you actually need to do them in order to build up that muscle in the right areas for you to achieve the body composition that you want. Taking into consideration and appreciating your genetics at the same time, besties, okay? So if you have a wide rib cage, a shorter torso, 
longer legs, if you're tall, if you're short, you have broad shoulders, you're not going to look the same as somebody who does not have a similar body type as you. Okay, so although we can change our body composition, we still have to appreciate who we are genetically and what our body type is. Okay, so this is not to like try to get an entirely new different body, you're still going to have your body. So really try to keep your expectations respectful of who you are and the beautiful body that you have. So this isn't about picking on yourself at all, but there is a process to changing body composition in different ways. So if your goal is to get more of an hourglass figure or a bigger booty or anything like that, there's going to be specific exercises that you want to do. And sometimes people that go into it without a plan or without really understanding which exercises work, which muscle groups, you can end up building more muscle in a place that might be unfavorable for you. But again, it doesn't matter. Literally, the only thing you have to do is stop doing that exercise and start focusing on other exercises, okay? So it's nothing to be afraid of. Sometimes it happens, but your body is doing the right thing, right? You're challenging it. It's building muscle. It's nothing to freak out over, okay? If you're doing an exercise and it kind of is giving you some unfavorable result, just stop doing that exercise. It's that simple. So we're going to start with compound movements because they are the most important. Your entire workout program can be built off of compound movements. And truthfully, most of it should be. Compound exercises are exercises that work multiple muscle groups at the same time. For example, there's squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, like it's a multi-joint movement. So you're working many muscle groups at the same time. On the other hand, isolation exercises such as bicep curls are only used to target specific muscle groups in order to overload and grow them. Most successful programs are going to consist of 85% compound movements and 15% isolation movements. And if you're only doing isolation exercises, you are probably going to struggle to see results, especially if you also have a fat loss goal. Lower body fat percentage people may be able to get away with only doing isolation exercises because if you have a lower body fat percentage, it means that you can see your muscle and you'll be able to see that a lot faster. But ultimately, you're going to want to keep compound exercises in the front of your list because it is also a source of functionality. Functionality keeps your joints, muscles, and movement mechanics working properly, which allows for your body to just build more strength overall and stay away from injury. Doing only isolation exercises is not as functional because it's very rare that your body is only using one or two muscle groups to complete a movement that you would endure in everyday life. So compound exercises is where it's at. And for the average busy person, you're not going to have a lot of time in the gym. So prioritizing those is going to help you get to your results, keep it functional, and keep it basically as simple as possible. You don't need to be doing 10 different exercises in the gym every time you go. It's time consuming and it's not necessarily beneficial to your goal, depending on what that is. And just an example of how we can be misled about certain exercises that do certain things Does anybody remember that one day on Instagram where it just blew up with girls saying that squatting was the secret sauce to growing your glutes? And then everybody started squatting 
not realizing that squats aren't exactly a glute focused exercise. It's more of a quad focused exercise. And depending on your body structure and mobility levels, the odds of you really using your glutes in that way during a squat isn't very likely. Some people, yes, sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes it can contribute to growth because you're pushing a significant amount of weight through a compound movement, which is why it can help grow and shape your body. But most people will be doing squats and really only see quad growth. And even though they're great exercises, it isn't necessarily the right one if you are trying to target your glutes specifically. You should still do squats, but doubling down on them, expecting glute gains isn't going to work for everyone. So I'm just gonna put that out there. But that was a big thing on social media and that was a bit of misinformation. So we just wanna be aware of what exercises do what. But if you're ever confused about which exercise to do, I would highly recommend looking up the primary and secondary movers of each muscle group of each exercise, okay? Google it. You'll be able to get an idea of what it does so then you have a basis to start of or you can sort of fact check creators or <laughs> anything else that you see so you can really feel more confident in what you're doing. When I'm assigning exercises to my clients, I always take into consideration what they're going for, what their goal is, and those are the exercises that we will focus on and we keep it as simple as possible so that we can get them in as many times as possible, which brings me to frequency, okay? This all ties into the amount of frequency in which you need to be repeating these same exercises every single week, sometimes multiple times per week in order for the muscle to grow. Research indicates that performing approximately 15 to 20 sets of a challenging hypertrophy exercise per week is the optimum stimulus to enhance muscle size. Since maximal muscle response is achieved through five to six sets of a specific exercise, it is best to spread the workout load throughout the week. And that is a fact from the school that I got certified. Shout out National Academy of Sports Medicine, okay? This is where frequency is very important and you will see workout splits and programs where you are doing two to three leg days per week or two to three arm days or ab workouts per week. And before you freak out, it is much more manageable than it seems. You don't necessarily need to be working out more than five times per week, even with an extensive split like that. Even doing two lower body days and two upper body days is only four days a week and you can get away with doing that with the right nutrition. Typically, you would add on your ab workouts to the end of your upper body days and then you'd be getting that in as well. You're working those muscle groups at the same time and you can add it on to the end of it. So it doesn't take as much time. You don't necessarily need to be going into the gym a bunch of extra days in order to achieve this kind of frequency, which is why we break things down into a leg day, an arm day, and an ab and cardio day, or you can tack things on to certain days where you feel like you have more time. I always suggest adding in abs to the end of your arm day because arms don't necessarily take as long as legs. If I'm doing a leg day, I'm done after that. I do the leg day, I foam roll, I get the fuck out. There's no way I'm gonna do, do some abs after that. There's just no chance in hell. I am beat street. But an arm day, 
I can feel a little bit better and have a little bit more energy to do abs towards the end of it. And it's not like I have to do five different ab exercises, even just doing two to three at the end of your arm day is extremely effective, especially if you're doing that two to three times per week. And I want you to remember that you have to build up to doing all of this. If you are trying to get into a hypertrophy workout split, give yourself a trial period. I call it a trial period, which essentially just means you have the plan and then you slowly keep trying to get into the habits that are required for you to achieve this and achieve consistency throughout this plan. A lot of times it can seem very overwhelming and discouraging. If I gave my clients a full hypertrophy workout split the second they started working with me, it would be chaos. There's no fucking way. I mean, it depends on how, if they're already doing that and they have those habits and they just want a program that's going to kind of help take them to the next level, fine, they'll be able to handle it. But if you're going from not working out or only doing a couple days a week, it's going to take time to build up to. And that's totally fine. Give yourself that time. I always tell people to give yourself a few months between one and three months at least to practice getting into the routine and getting into the habit of going to the gym four or five times a week. And when you focus on goals like that, you become a lot more consistent because if you're setting, if you're jumping into a five or six day split, like you're going to burn out, like you're going to burn out. So more isn't always better when it comes to working out like that. So there are ways of increasing the frequency, the amount of weight that you're using and all of that, which can also be very manageable and keep you in a good, healthy place mentally. Next, an important thing to remember is that in order to build up muscle and to achieve all this, you have to be doing the same exercises every single week with progressive overload, sometimes multiple times per week. And when I say with progressive overload, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be increasing your weight every single time you're doing that exercise or every single week. That is not what I'm saying, okay? It is okay if you are stuck at the same weight for a few weeks in a row, that's totally fine. The goal is always to work up in weight and continue training until failure. And the reason why you need to do the same exercises is because your body needs that consistent stress and repetition to be able to grow and adapt to those specific exercises. So if you are switching it up every time, your muscle doesn't have a movement that it needs those muscles for. So it's not going to build them up, which is why so many people struggle to see results, even though they work out all the time <laughs> because they're doing a bunch of random exercises, whether you're just not really following a plan or you're choosing exercises offline, which again, I am not downplaying at all. It's a really fun way of working out. It's movement. All movement is good movement. If that's what keeps you exercising, keep doing that. For example, if you want to build up your glutes, you need to be doing some form of hip thrusts, Bulgarians, step-ups, maybe deadlifts, every single leg day. And ideally, you would have between two and three leg days per week if that was something that is manageable for you. And if you are somebody that gets bored easily doing the same exercises, 
you're always welcome to add in more exercises, even keeping three of the same exercises that you repeat two to three times per week and then adding in some fun dynamic ones or some different ones and just plugging them in between so that you are tricking yourself into feeling like you're doing something different, but you're still getting those main movements done. That's fine. You can absolutely do that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do the exact same thing every single time. You just have to make sure that you're getting the exact same exercises in every time, at least some of them. All right. Now, when it comes to the amount of weight that you should be using, hypertrophy and muscular development training is typically moderate to heavy loading, 75 to 85 percent of your one rep max, six to 12 reps with a tempo of 202 and 30 to 60 seconds of rest in between for three to six sets. And it could be up to seven sets with two to four strength training exercises per body part. Right, that sounds really confusing. <laughs> it makes sense to me, but I'm going to break that down. So moderate to heavy loading for 75 to 85% of your one rep max just means that it's moderate to heavy loading. So you want to be lifting heavy enough to be able to achieve at least six repetitions, okay? So between six to 12 reps. With a tempo of 202, it means that you are moving through the exercise at a certain speed. So 202 would mean two seconds down, zero seconds at the bottom, two seconds up, for example. So for example, if you were doing a bicep curl, you would be bringing your arm up with the dumbbell for two seconds. You'd count one, two, and then zero at the top. So you're not holding at the top. Zero just means you're not holding, okay? And then you're gonna go down one, two, okay? So you're not doing like up, down, up, down, up, down with like bad form. It's focused form and you're keeping that tempo pretty consistent. Sometimes you can even count three, zero, three. Sometimes I like to do 303 because it helps me stay a little bit more balanced, especially with lower body exercises. So that's fine as well, okay? With 30 to 60 seconds of rest in between, that's pretty straightforward. Then moving on to three to six sets, up to seven. So you want to be completing between three and six sets of each exercise with two to four strength training exercises per body part, okay? So that means that you only have to do between two and four strength training exercises per body part, which could mean per workout. So if you're doing legs, you really only have to be doing between two and four exercises. You don't have to be doing 10 different ones. You don't have to add in all these isolation things or like spend all this time doing extra stuff. You really only need between two and four, which is why I've also said in the past, when you're building a habit, start with two things, go into the gym, do two exercises and leave, and then slowly build up to doing three different ones or four different ones. Now, some people tack in more exercises to their workouts, but that isn't necessarily what you need to do. Some people just really like lifting and like being in the gym and they'll work multiple different body parts in the same session. You can do full body stuff, but typically staying to a split so that your muscle can repair in between is going to be ideal. All right, moving on to one of the most important parts, meaning if you do not do this one thing, absolutely nothing will happen. Forgetting to do this will offset everything else that I just mentioned. 
You have to eat enough and you have to eat enough protein. If you are not consuming enough calories, which is energy, if you're not consuming enough energy and calories and nutrients in order for your muscles to repair properly, nothing you do will matter. So many people will put themselves in a calorie deficit, whereas yes, you are in a calorie deficit, but you're not getting the right things that your muscles need to grow so then you can actually lose fat, which is why so many people will say, and I believe them, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing fat, I'm not losing weight, I believe that. What you have to do is make sure that you are in a high protein calorie deficit. And it is, can only be a slight calorie deficit. If you're not having enough, your body is not going to improve. There's a sweet spot with that. Just eating nothing is not going to help you. And when it comes to hypertrophy and building muscle and strength, you're better off eating too much than too little. Because underfueling your body during this process sucks. And you will be able to build more muscle in a calorie surplus. But you don't necessarily need to be in a surplus. You just need to be making sure that you are at least at maintenance or a slight calorie deficit. Big emphasis on slight and you're eating enough protein and things will happen for you that way as well. You don't necessarily need to do a bulking and cutting process. And with that being said, you can't be afraid to gain or lose weight throughout this process. Like if you're doing this goal you're not allowed to weigh yourself anymore, okay? Maybe once in the beginning, once at the end, but that's it because building muscle means you're going to weigh more, but that doesn't mean that you are going to look as you would if you gained fat. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time to get used to. So stay off the scale. <laughs> stay, like that's my best advice. If you're trying to get toned or build muscle, like weight has nothing to do with it. Take progress pictures. You can use those to compare. You don't need to take them more than once a month because shit's not going to happen that fast. This takes a really, really long time. This takes months and months. So nutritionally, when it comes down to how much protein you want to be eating in order to build muscle is going to be 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per body weight. Some people will say that that's not exact, but when the hell are we ever eating exact macronutrients of anything every day? It's going to vary and you don't need to count calories. You don't need to weigh your food. Even when I say meal prepping, you don't necessarily need to portion it into the little boxes or anything like that. It's literally just having meals like high protein meals ready to go for whenever you're hungry so that you are getting in that protein and getting in all those nutrients so that you can fuel your body effectively to get yourself through these workouts, but also to benefit from them and so that your muscle can repair properly. All right, so that is all that I have today. I hope this helped you in some way. And I really hope that more people start incorporating this knowledge into their workouts because it would save you a lot of time and frustration and confusion if we all just started tilting muscle. I know that that seems very like I'm trying to convince you to do something that you might not want to do, but I uh, like I promise you it's going to help you significantly. Thank you so much for listening and I love you all so much. I'm so grateful for all of you for sticking with me as well. We are going to keep going and I will talk to you soon. Have a lovely day. I love you so much. Bye.